the reason people don't change is not because they're too comfortable. It's because they're not uncomfortable enough. And this is what I call the fallacy of change. And it does have a some kind of psychological terminology behind it that I don't know, and I couldn't find it on the internet uh, in the small amount of time that I searched for it. But I have a fear that people don't change because they they are uncomfortable, but they aren't in such a terrible situation that they're forced to change, meaning that they're comfortable with whatever level of uncomfortability that they have right now, and they're in this middle ground position. And I think this is one of the worst positions to be in in life, and I know a lot of this is um, – it's not woo-woo or anything, but um, it's not that specific, and it's a little – uh, philosophical rather than practical. So you may have to use your own judgment to extract the value and apply this to your own life. And I'm not saying this is going to change anything or I'm not professing here. Um, I do, That's not what I do. But this is something that's very interesting to me. So I do want to dive into it today. And it's something that I've been thinking about for my own life. Um, and it's something I heard on a podcast uh, a little while ago. And I can't, like I said, I can't remember the exact term that they use. But Essentially, you can imagine it like this. You're living in an apartment in a bad area. It's not the worst apartment in the worst area. It's a okay apartment in a not so good area, right? In that situation, now, say you've been living there for six months, a year, two years. Now you're comfortable with living in that area, right? It's not a bad area to you. You have neighbors. Some of them you know. Some of them you don't. Nobody bothers you. Nobody messes with you. From the outside, maybe somebody living in a, in an upper-class environment, this area that you're living in um, may look like squalor. But to you, you've gotten used to it, right? Then you take the person who's living in um, such a – a terrible situation that they every single day they're fighting to get out they couldn't possibly get comfortable right that person in the worst environment in the worst apartment in the worst area um, that has all three factors uh, that are ex at the bottom of the bottom right that person is probably going to try much harder to change because all of their energy and time is going to be devoted to the change if you've gotten used to the situation no matter how bad it may look from the outside you're not going to have a reason to change and so I fear that this this comfortability that comes with just getting used to our situations really stops us from making a change because for perspective, if we look back at where we used to be, we will see that we've evolved, right? We're like, okay, it's obvious that I used to be in this situation and now I'm much better. But the differentiator, the top 1% or whatever connotation you want to put around the people who are much more successful than you they had the same level of drive, determination, and will to change as those people at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. They've maintained that through 
living in squalor than living in a half-decent apartment in a half-decent neighborhood to living in a much smaller apartment in a much better neighborhood to living in a big apartment in a in a high-end neighborhood to living on the top floor of a you know beautiful you know multi-million dollar probably you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in this beautiful apartment building in you know the middle of the city with walking distance to anything you can think of they're at that level with the same amount of drive or motivation seemingly as that person who's on the bottom of the bottom so how do you not lose the drive the reason I'm making this is partly for myself because I don't want to lose it. Now, I'm trying to balance between a few things. One thing I know is that I am not as hard on myself as I was. I am not less hard on myself um, because I thought I was too hard on myself. I'm less hard on myself because I want to, I don't want to miss out on anything I could enjoy. And I don't want to enjoy anything that's going to sacrifice like the quality of my life or my relationships or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be so rigid that I can't, that I'm missing out on things I would genuinely enjoy and look back on as positive moments, right? Because there's a culture going on, um, and this gets into really um, a core topic I wanted to touch on today, which is I've been doing a lot of research on YouTubers recently, and there are hundreds and thousands, probably tens of thousands of advice type YouTubers, right? People who do videos like this. Um, if you're listening on the audio, it's one camera, one light, you know, it's just me in the frame. There's a lot of people who do that and they give this advice, right? And I think that there's this culture of people taking um, or really searching for and kind of getting a high off of advice and kind of using that as motivation um, or dopamine, really, if you want to look at it fundamentally from the from the physiological perspective, um, really that's what it is, right? If you're watching something to get motivated, it's probably releasing some kind of dopamine, a small amount, um, and that's making you feel better without actually then going and taking the action. I think there's so much advice out there that if you, you I don't think you can feasibly take more than 1% of the advice that you find. Um, it's you'd be hard pressed to find somebody listening and watching this who doesn't consume YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or LinkedIn on a daily basis. If you're on any of these platforms, even if you're just watching sports content or bodybuilding content or almost no matter what you're watching, there is a plethora of uh, videos and articles and anything you can think of on just advice. And I think that that's comes back to the reason why I don't want to be as rigid on myself because I could take the advice of somebody who is in a position I want to be in and be like, hey, I'll just do what they say. I'll be more rigid on myself. I'll be harder on myself. I'll say no to going out with friends. I'll say no to this and no to that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to find myself just taking the advice of somebody that I look up to instead of um, in place of and, and foregoing uh, a potential positive experience that I might miss just because I'm like, well, you know, this is what I stick by. This is the advice that I'm taking. Um, and, you know, I want to be like this person, so I'm just going to take their advice. I'm going to touch on advice for a few minutes. Most of it is useless to you. The only advice 
if you take advice, it should only be when you have a specific issue. If you have a broad problem, advice is going to be useless. The reason why is because advice, by definition, has to not include the full spectrum of what the advice is based on. I'll use this for an example. I can tell you I'm the owner of a podcast production company. That's true. I can tell you podcast production company is great. I make this much money per month. I went from 200 a month to 5,000 a month or 10,000 or whatever. And I can spew out all these numbers. But I uh, just to get you, I could get you probably to completely buy in to what I'm saying and probably believe that you could do it yourself if I just paint that picture, which is kind of scary, honestly. I won't paint that picture, right? Um, because I'm not trying to come from a place of advice. I'm trying to just have some sort of monologue and dialogue here um, with you. But essentially, I could paint this picture that will lead you to believe that this is a good idea for you personally without taking into the 100 into account the 100 factors you would have to take into account to realistically make this decision i can just broadly paint the picture um, that it's going to work for you um so that's a problem <laughs> you know um so there's the problem with that with advice is that i can paint it and you won't know what i know right and you won't know what i forgot the problem with advice is that you don't know the all 100 other aspects of the thing. The best advice is not about what works. The best advice is about what didn't work. The reason for that is that you do not need more options when you're asking for advice. You need less options. You need less decision making because we're already at a decision fatigue. We're already maximized on decisions. So if you paint a picture, if I tell you what didn't work, that's gonna help you. It may not even help you, right? I'm not valuing advice too highly in this, as you can see. But if I paint a picture of what didn't work, that is going to give you a much better perspective because it's going to now eliminate a decision. If I give you like any of these YouTubers advice of, hey, you should do this, this cold shower, this dopamine detox, this X, Y, and Z, if I tell you that, that's going to try that's going to lead you to believe that you should make the decision to do it. My advice or um, like I said I don't I'm not trying to really give any, but my advice is to not take any advice. Um my advice is to use advice as your last option. People write books on entire subjects about what you're trying to do. If you haven't exhausted your options on all of the specific content that's already out there, then why are you asking for advice? You should be reading fundamentals, right? So um, advice really only benefits you if you're, if you're at a particular position with a particular problem with probably a particular person or scenario. And if you can receive advice about somebody else that went through that exact scenario, then I could see that being beneficial. Another point I want to make, because this interests me a lot, and it's something that I've heard, um, it's not, I don't know, it's not as much, I guess it's not a hot take. It's probably the the opposite of the hot takes that I've heard around this subject, right? Bezos didn't have a side hustle. Steve Jobs didn't have a side hustle. And I hate using these people for examples, by the way. 
I think Bezos, Musk, Buffett, I mean, any of the big ones, whether they're leadership examples, CEO examples, founder examples, none of them, most of them do not apply. Most of them are not going to apply to you. They're not going to apply to your business. That's just the facts. Like, you know, I'm right. Like anybody listening knows that Apple most likely doesn't apply to 99% of what they do with their business, right? But if you are, I'll try to tie this all together. I'm not that good, but we'll see. If you are searching for advice, it could be about your life. It could be about your fitness. It could be about your relationships. It could be about your business. Now I'm going on a wrap. You may most likely have a decision that you haven't made yet. So I would advise you to lean into your own decisions. I would advise you to lean into your gut feeling. And I would advise you to be completely wrong about the decision you make. I would advise you to trust your gut and allow your gut to allow you to make the wrong decision decision. Why do I say that? I say that because you look at you versus anybody else, right? Look at you versus the person who's going to give you advice. The person who's going to give you advice doesn't know you that well, most likely. Imagine they don't. Doesn't know your business, doesn't know your life, doesn't know your circumstance, doesn't know your trauma, doesn't know your feelings, doesn't know your parents, doesn't know their past, you, on the other hand, know all these things. So we can give ourselves great advice, but we got to figure out how to get out of our own ways to give ourselves the advice. We have to somehow look at ourselves almost in a third person. This is get a little conceptual here. feel like I'm giving advice. But we have to kind of get out of our own way. And But when we do that, we find that we probably have all the answers we need. You inside of you right now, you probably have all of the answers. And then beyond that, your immediate network. Don't go searching for somebody on the internet. Like I said, if you need advice, make sure it's specific from a specific person for a specific scenario. But the people around you, they probably have it if you don't have it. Hey, mom, what, what am I good at? That's probably gonna lead you to your side hustle or your next venture way more specifically than somebody who is a random ad on Instagram about here's how to make $22 an hour online on your phone. So I say this all because for me personally, I'm curious and interested in the fallacy of change. I'm interested in how we change. I'm interested in how we make decisions. I'm interested in advice. And right now we're in a saturated advice culture. We are in a saturated culture of advice where people on pedestals are giving you advice that has nothing to do with your life. And the problem is people are taking it or not taking it, right? But they're holding it at a as highly valuable when in reality, if the next person on the street gave you advice, it's the same amount of value. They have an equal chance of being right then this person on the internet, your best friend, or you just going with your gut. So don't get caught up in the advice of other people. Trust yourself. Allow yourself to be wrong because at the end of the day, if you look around, it's just you.
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like another Bop Solo episode, I would love to keep doing these episodes. My name is Sully Bop, Ryan Sullivan. You know the deal. This podcast does not grow without you. That's the reason why you're listening and watching right now. And you are the reason why we can even do this. That being said, we don't have sponsors right now. The growth of this show is dependent on you. I would love to do this for the rest of my life. I would love to see if we can help people. We've helped maybe hundreds. I think we can help hundreds of thousands. Um, I'd love for you to be a part of that. Only thing you have to do is share this with somebody else. Let the networking effect take place. If you think it's even 5% valuable, it's worth a try. It might change them too. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Sully Bop. I'm out, guys.